Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, believe it or not, we're back live, and uh, we've been off for several weeks, four, I think, to be exact. And uh, But here we are. We're live in the studio. I've often wondered when I say I'm live, I guess that uh, exempts this show from ever being a rerun because that would fool everybody. So we can't, having said that, I can't use this as a rerun. And we did four reruns. I hope uh, some of you listened and uh, uh, if you can spread the word because we kept thinking we're coming back and this COVID thing, it, uh, I don't have to explain that because everybody in the world knows, knows all about it. Uh, we've had some exposure in the studio to COVID. We had one member actually contracted in a mild case, thank God. Uh, and we've had uh, another member uh, contracted, actually, um, possibly, we don't know, exposed, I should say. And that's my son, Stu. He was, he was, may have been exposed. So in an abundance of caution, uh, he's off the show. Uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, we're wearing a mask again. And uh, I know some of you uh, prefer that we don't wear the mask, but uh, protection and safety is uh, priority. And I hope you can hear me okay. I'm, uh, take my word for it, I'm a very handsome man. So if you're streaming me, uh, just imagine, oh, I don't know. But, uh, all I can think of is old guys, like I was going to say Tony Curtis. Most of you never heard of Tony Curtis. So, anyway, I uh, think uh, I think you're more uh, Clark Gable. Paul, how about Paul Newman? Mm, no, okay, Clark, Clark Gable, Clark Gable. Cary Grant. Okay, okay. anyway, <laughs> uh, here we are, and uh, it's important, very important for you folks out there uh, to call in. Uh, we are one man short here, and uh, that's my son Stu. Uh, he's, uh, he's a voice, and he's an important part of the show. Uh, so uh, our, our comments are going to be reduced uh, by that factor. Uh, so if you could call us at 877-960-9960. Now, I think Stu's listening to the show, and also my son Josh, because they're on top of the current auto business. Uh, even though I've been in it over half a century, uh, they know the day-to-day stuff far better than I do. So call us at the old-fashioned telephone number, 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. And I have a bunch of anonymous feedbacks because, we, as I say, we've been off the air for a while, and I can refer to those. I'd like to, I'd like to get to all your text comments, whether they're anonymous feedbacks or re- regular texts. At some point. So when you text us or anonymous feedback us and we don't get back right away, rest assured that we will get to it. And I don't censor any of the anonymous feedbacks, by the way. I will censor uh, profanity and vulgarity, but I'll put in a bleep so you know it was profanity or, or, or vulgarity. And that, that way you get the sense of the 
of the feedback. We don't get a lot of that, actually. Uh, so our text number is area code 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And uh, I've talked about anonymous feedback. That, that uh, website, that uh, URL, is simply your anonymous feedback.com your anonymous a-n-o-n-y-m-o-u-s feedback.com and uh, those are the best ways to get us now Facebook is also a very favorite place uh, normally Stu monitors that so we got Rick Kearney my certified master diagnostic technician sitting to my right here and he's monitoring not only Facebook but YouTube so youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And uh, that's a lot of ways to reach us. The telephone, because of the personality and the, it's just, it's just a warmer, better uh, form of communication, a little bit slower. And a lot of people don't have the time, they can't call, they're driving, and there's a lot of reasons you're not gonna call us on the phone. But those who do call us, we love you, thank you. Uh, I'm going to introduce Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and she'll talk about a special offer to, to the lady callers out there, the females in the audience. We'd like to have a lot of ladies call. Uh, we're trying to keep it up at 50-50, uh, 50% women, 50% men, because uh, we always have to hear both sides. Let's face it, folks, men and women are different. I mean, I figured that out a long time ago. And you have different ideas, and, and, and a lot of them are better than us guys. And you see the world from a different perspective. So without more women callers, we don't really have a complete show. You buy half the cars, you have half the money, uh, you make half the decisions. Hey, you should be here on the show telling us your opinion as to how you see car dealers, service departments, and sales departments. So uh, I think I've covered all of it. I'm going to give the numbers out one more time because they're very important. You'll probably hear us giving the numbers more than normal because I'm a little bit nervous after being off the show live for four weeks. Is anybody out there? So uh, our telephone number is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Our text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And it suddenly occurred to me, I'm speaking to the people in the studio now, because we didn't talk about it before we went live with the air. I don't have the phone that gets the text. So I think Stu has that. So we'll have to work on that. Maybe maybe uh, Rick has I've, I've got the I think we have text, covered. Sir. Oh, well, Rick's got the text. Okay. okay, we're covered. I'm sorry. We're covered. Nancy Stewart, the love of my life. Thank you. My co-host, uh, you're on the air. To uh, what you just mentioned about uh, men and women and that they are definitely different. I guess the most important thing is that we want to be treated as equals. <clears throat> we just don't want to be treated differently, just as equals. That's all I'll say about that. And uh, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call, give me a call, and uh, let me know uh, how your service, uh, possibly uh, a car purchase, if you had to purchase a vehicle at this crazy time we're living in. We want to hear from you. We want to really hear 
about your experience. $50 for the first two new lady callers. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And uh, throughout the show, I'm going to be mentioning some uh, websites that you can go to. Uh, just to refresh your memory, as Earl said, we have been out for four weeks. And uh, one of the ones I'll mention right now is very, very important. And uh, it has a whole lot to do with uh, you purchasing a vehicle. And there is a lot of people who don't know about this website. And that is www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. That's a new one. And it is a brand new one. And uh, Earl's column that goes along with that, with all that information, how to know if a Florida car dealer is breaking the law. And believe me, they are breaking the law. It's unfortunate that the consumer, uh, most of them are just not aware of, again, www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. I'm holding up uh, for the uh, Facebook of the YouTube folks, uh, the Florida statute. And when you, when you click on that link that Nancy just gave you, You'll see the Florida statute, uh, which covers the Florida Unfair Deceptive and Unfair Trade Practices Act. Uh, most people are not even aware of this. Uh, most dealers probably aren't even aware of this. Uh, consumers certainly are not aware of this. But uh, it's, it's, it's got a lot of legalese. It's kind of hard to read. Uh, uh, go through it, and you can underline some parts, I think, that will get your attention. And in my blog, I did... Uh, focus on those parts that particularly should concern you. It's always nice to be educated on what the dealers are supposed to do because most of them don't do it. Uh, as we speak, as this show is on the air, and every day car dealers are violating this, and unfortunately uh, the legislatures and the, uh, and the uh, regulators ignore this. Uh, the enforcement agencies ignore this. So that's a, that's a good link, and Nancy will read it one more time, please. Yes. www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. <clears throat> FloridaLawProtectingCarBuyers.com. Take advantage of that. Uh, you, can, uh, you can go to uh, uh, Earl and Cars and you can read Earl's four fabulous uh, columns that, uh, that he wrote. And if you've picked up the hometown news, uh, you've already seen it. You can also uh, go to uh, Florida Weekly and pick up that magazine. And uh, all the columns are written every single week in those magazines. Okay, we're going to go straight to the phones where Phil from Jupiter has been patiently waiting. Good morning, Phil, and wa welcome. Hey, how y'all doing? We're well, thank you. Uh, yes, I got a question for Rick. Uh, I've got a 2017 Prius, and I've loaded the Toyota app onto my iPhone. And how can I link the functions of that Toyota app into my car? Uh, there's a couple apps on the Toyota app. One is an Alexa, and there's a couple other apps. So how do you do that? Uh that's one you would have to check to make sure that your car's the 17 that it has that functionality in the radio um 
is probably something I'd have to actually get my hands on to play with. Oh, trying to describe that action over the air would almost take half the show. Uh, okay. Normally, the app would actually guide you through that. Or if not, believe it or not, one of my best resources for figuring these out is go on YouTube and just look for a video on that. And you will find oh, really? so many places, so many people have posted videos on how to do even the greatest stuff with those things. Okay, because I know Intune doesn't work anymore, correct? I mean, right, yeah, they shut Intune down, thankfully. Oh, that was a horrible, horrible system. And now everything is going to uh, the Apple CarPlay and the Google, uh, the Android Car CarPlay app. And so that's going to be taking over for everything. But the Toyota app, uh, once you get it, you're loaded the app on your phone, you're going to need the subscription on it, you know, to sign up on it. And then it should let you put in your car's information and let you connect into your car that way. Oh, okay. And, and one other thing, uh, I'm interested in, in looking at the Venza uh, or maybe the, even the RAV4 uh, plug-in. Mm -hmm. And I understand to even, to even get a test drive on those things, I actually have to sort order the car. Uh, and, and then it comes in. Then I can look at it and test drive it and everything. And, it, and then if I don't want to take it, would I get my deposit back? Yes, you would. I, I'll, I'll answer that for Rick. He probably knew anyway. Uh, uh, we, uh, are, you're absolutely right. We have practically no vehicles on the ground. Most car dealers are the same way. And 99% of the vehicles we are selling now, which happens to be a, a fairly large amount, uh, have been pre-ordered. Uh, actually, uh, Phil, I mean, I'm glad you asked that question. I think what we're seeing now is uh, a preview of the very near future. Uh, it used to be that when you bought a car, uh, you came into the dealership and they hustled you around, put you in a car that was close to what you want, maybe, but maybe it wasn't. But their their job and mission in life was to put you in a car and get you over the curb and home so you could they could say you bought a car and they could make a commission. Uh, I think people are getting used to this way of buying. And let's stop and think about it. If you're going to spend forty or fifty or sixty thousand dollars on a vehicle, uh, you want to get the one that you want. You want the color, the options, the equipment. You want everything to be the way you want it. And um, chances are, the dealership you visit won't have exactly that. There's usually always a compromise. You, you don't get the sunroof, or you do get the sunroof, even though you didn't want it. You didn't want the cruise control, or you did uh, all that. Maybe the color wasn't exactly right. Now, uh, we're ordering exactly what our customers want, the car comes in in 30 to 60 days, and our policy, you, you asked this question at the get-go, our policy is, if it's not, if you change your mind for any reason, uh, no problem, and there's, uh, your deposit goes back. As a matter of fact, in my dealership, and this is unusual, uh, I think most car dealers don't do this, uh, even when you take the car home, you have seven days, unconditional, to decide you don't like it and bring it back. And uh, that's regardless of mileage, uh, condition, or anything else. We don't have fine print. So we give you seven days to change your mind, even after you've taken the car home. But almost all dealers today, because of the shortage of cars, I'll let you order a car, and if it comes in and you say you don't want it, they could probably say, no problem, because they're going to sell it to somebody else in about five minutes, and maybe for more money than you pay. So... Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think 
ordering cars is the intelligent way to do it and the old way of taking what they offer you and then not being able to return it because when you have too many cars in stock and the customer buys the car and wants to bring it back, they, <laughs> they, first of all, they got their money, uh, salesman's got his commission, and they got too many cars anyway, so they don't want to take the car back. Today is a different story. So um, that, does that answer your question, Phil? Yeah, definitely. Really appreciate it a lot because I, I, I'm thinking about the RAV4 plug-in. Uh-huh. And uh, would it work the same way on something like that? I know you probably backed up for a long time on that one, but could you actually order one of those cars? You can order anything that is available, and uh, you're right. Uh, on the on the on the some of these cars are are in very short supply even when they do build them, and there's a waiting list a mile long. My guess is uh, you want to get on that list, and then uh, when you get it, because it's such a high demand, low supply vehicle. You'll have no problem whether you buy it from me or any Toyota dealer. A car like that, uh, they're going to, if the car comes in, you change your mind, uh, you're going to get your deposit back. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, Phil. Thanks for the call. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Thank you, Phil. Our telephone number here where you can reach us is 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772 497 I forgot the number. Somebody will six five three zero. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who always remembers. Blah. Yeah, we we're live. We've been hey, off for, hey. for a month. We're all rusty. That's okay. <laughs> we're live. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Send us a text and don't forget your anonymous feedback dot com. And uh, as I told you in twenty twenty one, I'll repeat it again. Our uh, Vice President of uh, Digital Operations, Jonathan, has provided us with a report from SoundCloud. And um, what wonderful news uh, that, uh, and this is something he does at the end of each show. And uh, it's uh, given him information as to how many listeners we have. But not only that, but where they are. And they're all over the country. They're all over the world. And uh, we are international, so I thought I'd share that good news with you folks. So give us a call. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. No conditions. And, uh, no you strings can, attached. You can share your service experience, your purchasing experience, or maybe just see, sitting at the computer at home and taking advantage of and control because um, the auto dealer doesn't know whether it's a male, a female, and uh, you can put your fingers to work, and uh, you can purchase a vehicle right there. So, or just call and say hello, 877-960-9960. And as I said earlier, the text is 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to the phones. Um, I know that uh, Rick is uh, waiting uh, for me to get to him, and I will in just a minute. We're going to take Bob's call. He's calling from Delray. Good morning, Bob. Hi, good morning. Welcome morning. back. Congratulations on your listeners. It's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, one of your vigilantes here. And uh, Nancy, when you mentioned that uh, uh, car buyer uh, protection website, I jumped on it here, and uh, item B here in one of the sections of paragraph 15 states, the price increase is caused 
by the addition of uh, new equipment, uh, which is required by the state. So, in other words, if I go in there and I go to purchase a car, and there's a d- more equipment on the car that I, I want, okay, and the government's saying I have to have it, I got to have it? Well, uh, where are you? I've got the statute in front of me. It's, uh, what, what, what is the uh, particular code that you say? Paragraph 15. This is okay, yeah. the price of a vehicle. Uh, with, with uh, my eyesight's not great. Oh, yeah, I see it right After here. After having accepted an order, yeah, a purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it says that the dealer can only increase the price if... if, if the, the state, this is, uh, or federal law, uh, either Florida or the federal law, require, is caused by the addition of new equipment. So it, it goes back to the original thing that the price represented. So what, 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 what they're trying to do is they're trying to protect the consumer here. And let's say you order a car, and, and this is an unlikely event, by the way. You order a car from a dealer, and then you, let's say it's a Honda, and before your Honda is built, uh, the federal government says uh, you can't build a Honda anymore without this type of uh, airbag. And I'm making all this up as we go along because I don't know of any instances like this. And so Honda is required by law, federal law, to add a new type of airbag to the car, which is on the model you ordered. So therefore, when the car comes in, the dealer is entitled to say to you, you have to pay that extra amount that the federal law required Honda to add to it. Now, you're not required to take the car. You can say, well, that's not the car I bought. I don't want it. Sell it to somebody else. But uh, the dealer cannot be faulted for raising the price, and, but you have the option not to accept the raised price. Gotcha. So it's you know the, uh, Bob the the problem with this statute and I uh, and I'm glad you called us because uh, as you know laws are written by lawyers and then and, and the lawyers are the ones that decide if you break a law and the lawyers are the judges the lawyers are the prosecutors <laughs> the lawyers are the, the senators of the con- so it's a kind of a closed society there they write these laws so you can't understand them and. Uh, I caution you when you're going through this statute to to be careful. If you have a, a serious issue, say with an actual real life event with your car dealer, uh, you can call me, you call the show, or you can call your own lawyer <laughs> and pay him to interpret what another lawyer wrote. So uh, the the blog that I wrote on this article uh, deciphers and interprets the most important clauses in this particular uh, statute. And there are, there are a few that directly apply to almost every car dealer in Florida. And virtually every car dealer in Florida at some time or other is breaking these laws, and they're not being enforced. They're not being, uh, uh, the Attorney General is sitting on our hands in Tallahassee doing nothing. And uh, uh, a lot of the politicians have got to be aware of it, and they're letting the dealers get away with it. So uh, thanks very much for reading that and for calling the show, Bob. Well, let me just add one other thing. You're very welcome. Um, I, I have a 2016 uh, Passat, and uh, I spent uh, several months up in New York for medical reasons, 
But I got two phone calls from two dealers up there. One of them traced my license plate, okay, and got my name and phone number and wow. called me and wanted to buy hmm. the car. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, being in, the, in the New York, I sent the same email to three dealers. One of them, a Volkswagen dealers, one of them here in Delray, and two in New York. And the difference between the sales pitch, if you will, between the guy here in Florida and the guys in New York is day and night. I mean, I felt like I was doing business with the shyster. And, uh, well, the, the New York dealers were paying a much higher price? No, they were they were straight on, spot on. Oh, I mean, good competitive price. Uh, and one of them even said to me, "You know, we don't have a lot of cars. Uh, if we wanted to, we can get thousands of dollars more. But we don't want to do this to our customers." Oh. I will say, as a footnote, I had purchased a couple of Audis from that same dealer years earlier. Uh -huh. But so they knew they knew me. But I mean, down it was just really. I felt like I was doing business. With, uh, you know, uh, Tony Soprano's cousin. Uh, yeah, it was really very upsetting. Very upsetting. So it is. Uh, I share that with you. It is. Yeah. I'm glad you did. The, the, the used car situation uh, is unprecedented in history. I've been a car dealer uh, since 1968. That's a lot of history. I've never seen anything like this. And uh, actually, you can turn this to your benefit. Unfortunately, most people need their cars, and they can't sell them. Uh, but uh, if if you can get by without a car for a while, uh, and you shop your car around, car dealers are paying incredibly high amounts, record amounts. Uh, I think uh, uh, the latest uh, uh, stat on that is that car prices are, uh, news car prices are about 35 or 36 percent higher today than they were one year ago. I mean for the same year make and model. So uh, other outside companies, like webuyanycar.com, there's a car, a strange name, Varoom, V-A-R-O-O-M.com, CarMax, uh, uh, there, there, uh, Carvana, uh, there, there's gotta be, and I'm only naming a few of them, there's, there's probably, without exaggeration, a dozen companies that have just gone into business to buy used cars and sell them very quickly. And they're competing with the dealers who are trying to buy cars and sell them. And it's driving the price of used cars up unprecedented in history. The problem is if you buy a used car, you're gonna pay an unprecedentedly high price too. Uh, but in my dealership, uh, we, have, we have offered what we thought at times uh, an extremely high price for a customer who wants to trade the car in or wants us to buy it from him and we, we give them what we think is a very high price, and then we find out that Carvana, or WeBuyAnyCar.com, or Varum is paying more. In good conscience, we have to tell our customer, take it to Carvana. In fact, anybody listening out there, Carvana is the number one crazy guy out there paying way too much money for cars. And they, they, went, they had an IPO about a year or so ago. They've got too much money and they don't know what to do with it. And they're buying cars because there's always a greater fool. They pay you way too much money for your car, and uh, they find somebody else that'll pay even more. It's the way the stock market goes up before the balloon, before the bust. And uh, that's what's well, happening. So you got to play carefully, I, but if you're smart, you can come out on top. I have a 2016 Volkswagen <laughs> Passat. 
with 45,000 miles on it, and they offered me $15,000 for it, and they saw the car. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. It is crazy. So, but in any event, I would like to get on to your next caller. Thank you. I'm glad to see you're back, and everybody's well. Thanks, Bob. Stay safe. I just got over Delta. It's not fun. Wear a mask. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're a great caller, Bob. I know you'll call again, and we love you. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you, Bob. Okay, bye. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Uh, you know, that uh, website that you can go to, www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com, uh, it's, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, even, even if the car dealers know about this, uh, <clears throat> these unscrupulous car dealers, most car dealers in Florida don't know or understand the law. So what Earl did was so eloquent, he broke this uh, uh, statue down in his column, and uh, he provided you uh, with uh, knowledge that you can understand, that I can understand, that we can all understand, because uh, that, that law, I'm going to tell you, we have the original, and it just goes on and on and on, and that's the Florida Statue 33. So, uh, Bob, uh, thank you for reading. You can go to Earl on Cars, uh, everyone, and you can pick up that co uh, recent column that he wrote, How to Know if a Florida Dealer is Breaking the Law. So uh, take advantage of that. Ladies, I'm going to mention again, $50, give me a call. Please give me a call. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Share your experience with us. Just call and say hello, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Palm City, where John has been holding. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Welcome back. Thank you. I have a technical question to Rick. This is important because people should be aware of it. On the 2022 and some 2021 Hondas, Toyotas, and other cars, there's a brand-new oil that's being used, and it's called OW-16. It's very critical that these cars that call for it have that oil. Is that true? I'm going to ask Rick. Something to do with uh, variable speed, valve timing, and it gets better gas mileage. But it's OW-16. Can Rick explain that oil to us? Yep. That, that oil's actually been out now for about uh, two to three years I think the 2019 Camry was the first Toyota that I know of to go to this new. It's a super lightweight 0W16 synthetic motor oil. And you have to follow what your manufacturer says for the motor oil weight because otherwise it will void your warranty. But also running too heavy weight of an oil can mess with the internal workings of the engine. The variable valve timing is one of the first things that would be uh, affected by that and it could cause some very serious engine damage if you're not running the correct oil in your car well i wanted to point that out to the people because we usually discuss synthetic oil and 10w30 but people have to be aware and mainly not only in the manual but on the oil filler cap they have this number right on it and if you see that it must be only that oil is it true rick that that's that valve timing is controlled by a computer? Is that possible? Oh, yes. The computer simply okay. controls a little solenoid that lets oil pressure up to the valve when it wants it to, to actually change the timing of the camshaft. It actually will 
either retard it back or advance it forwards to change the valve timing in the engine. Now that oil, is it true that it actually gets better gas mileage and uh, car can heat up faster in the mornings when it's cold? Is that possible? Yep, because it's such a thin, thin, lightweight oil that it circulates much easier and it doesn't take as much extra force to pump it through the engine. Well, that could be the reason why cars like the Toyota Avalon get as high as 34 miles per gallon yep. using this oil. That's one of them. Well, I just wanted to point that out to you. And the second thing that I mentioned today, uh, and I'm all for it. It's, it's, I mean, you look at Tesla's figures, they've doubled the sales from 2020 <clears throat> to 2021. Matter of fact, just yesterday, I was a PGA. There's one Tesla in stock. He sold it already. He had to take it out at night. It's a red one. It, it's faster than they can make them, the sales. It's unbelievable. A new, a new plant in Berlin, a new plant in Texas. I mean, it's, it's hot, hot, hot. But I want to point out something to people that they have to know. According to the Kelly Blue Book, the average, the average electric vehicle is, comp- is 55,676. And a compact car equal to that usually is 25240 Wow. So that's basically less than half the cost of an electric vehicle. Yeah. And then AAA also estimates that the cost of to run an electric vehicle is $600 more a year than it is to run a gas-powered car. So I just want to point out some statistics to people. As, as great as they are, which I'm all for them, there are cost factors involved. And just keep in mind, January 1st of this year, we people here in Florida and probably the rest of the company, we had a Florida Power and Light bill that was raised on an average. The average, I believe, it's it's going to cost people uh, 70, well, let me see, I, I put it down. Oh, okay. Per month, it's going to cost them more money. I, I forget the figure that I saw somewhere, but it could be as much as $7 on an average on your electric bills. So. John, John, let me let me ask you a question. Something you said just you know, just a couple minutes ago. You said that it costs twice as much to operate an electrical vehicle as a gasoline vehicle. Did you say this that? Is according to Kelly Blue Book. You can look it on the computer. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to have to Google that. I, How can that I, be true? I, I challenge Kelly Blue Book yeah. on that. I, I can't. Well, I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, you just read figures sometime and you have to question them. But AAA, the Very Reliable Automobile Association, says it costs $600 more per year to run an electric vehicle than it does on a gas power car. So the thing is that you can verify. Yeah, I'm going to Google that. Because people say it, but AAA especially, I would, would, you know, trust them. Well, I trust uh, Kelly Blue Book, too, but I'm, I'm just amazed... Well, you can probably go, and this is the figures that I read, yeah. and uh, it can be verified. Thanks, and one other thing I want to say, too, for people, it's unbelievable. You know, I'm like a kid in the candy store, and I'm sure Earl would like to watch it. All this week long, there's a collector car auction. It's on the Speed Channel, it's on Motor Trend Channel, and it's going to be on today from 12, I think, to 3 o'clock. And there's a car that Earl probably knows. It's my era and Earl's. It's probably the most famous customized car that's ever been built in the world. It's a 51 Mercury. 
totally oh, yeah. I saw customized, a picture. <laughs> unbelievable, has a 53 Cadillac engine in it, yeah. uh, customized to the hill. It was done by a famous uh, custom maker in California and his brother, and uh, it's going to be auctioned today. They estimate about a million five hundred thousand. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's enjoyable for the people watching. And by the way, Earl's favorite car that he owned way back in '57, I think it was auctioned off yesterday or maybe is today a '57 Bonneville convertible with fuel injection. Oh no! So what, did, what did it bring? People, it's huh. entertainment and it's on today. It's uh, the Speed Channel, uh, Velocity. And then it goes to motor trend after that. So, so is it is, is it being auctioned today, or it was already? Yes, today, today. Oh, maybe I'll bid. How do I bid on it? Um, that, it might be too late. I don't know. It's <laughs> done by uh, Gooding and Company, and and uh, and it's in Kissimmee. It's right here in Florida. But wow. it's just interesting oh. entertainment to watch. But it's in his. It's on a national historical vehicle register. This vehicle. This I'm going to try George to find Barris that. Built I love car. to watch it, yeah. Yes, yes. So I just want to point it out because it, it's it's an iconic vehicle, and it's uh, fully restored. Wow. And it's been sitting in storage for oh. a long time, but uh, it's beautiful. I can still so see myself sitting in that car when I was 16 years old. Had, well, had a positive traction rear end. Had a little thing the on the deck. The whole, and the car, you remember the padded cars and tops? The what? Carson, C-A-R-S-O-N, it was a famous company in California that put it this padded roofs. By oh. the way, some dealers in Florida, I understand, I saw one the other day, they're taking a standard, like a Honda or a, especially a Cadillac, not a Honda so much, but a high-end cars, yeah. and they're adding these roofs on it, which is the worst thing they could do with the dampness oh, and yeah. moisture in Florida. Yeah. Earl knows he went through this era. They put these chrome moldings between that and and the paint, you know, underneath. Oh yeah. And they make it like a Palm Beach edition. <laughs> <laughs> they put special Vogue white wool tires on it, and bingo, yeah. they socked that price to you. So yeah. Earl's gone through that era yeah. that was famous for dealers on add-ons, and people get impressed because the car looks different. It's called a different edition. You know, when they put a little sign yeah. on, oh, on yeah, the roof yeah. on it, and oh. it's custom. I used to do the but same the, thing myself back when I was evil. <laughs> well, it's the worst thing, because in Florida, the dampness sets underneath that, yeah. you know, under that roof. Oh, yeah, so, tell me about it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. But I had to point out this auction. It's very interesting. I'm going to watch it if I can, feature, possibly, if I can yeah. auction company, and it's been going on all week. It started Wednesday. Wonderful. I think they have eight, over 800 cars. All right. Thanks, thanks, John. You're you're a great source of information. Thank you very much. Glad to hear your voice again. And okay. Welcome back again. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. We missed you. Uh, 877-960-9960 and 772-497-6530. That's where you can text us. Um, also, we have a fabulous mystery shopping report coming up. You don't want to miss that. And uh, our mystery shopper, our female mystery shopper, uh, Agent Lightning did a fabulous job. And of course, Stu did a, a fabulous, fabulous uh, write-up. And uh, you don't want to miss it. Can it's I a mystery shop, uh, mystery shop from Action Nissan of Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Uh, Rick, uh, back on John's call, uh, we're talking about heavyweight and lightweight oil. And you know, too much. You, you said if it's too heavy in oil, it can create a problem. If it's, you got to go with what the manufacturer recommends. 
Is there such thing as putting too lightweight an oil in a car? Yes, okay. that can also affect it too. Okay, I, that, that's fine. Now, uh, the, is the lighter oil typically more expensive than the heavier oil? Uh, generally it is now because the lighter weight oils are all made synthetic. Yeah. You can't find a, a dinosaur conventional oil well, in the lightweight oils. But now you force me to say that synthetic oil is dinosaur yes. oil. So, uh, uh, is lightweight oil light because it's refined more? Yes, so, it is. So when, I'm probably overthinking this, but so when you refine oil, oil more, the process is time-consuming and expensive, and that's the reason it costs more. But they're actually taking uh, things out of the oil, aren't they? Yep. And you're getting uh, something pure. So uh, lightweight oil is really a pure, pure oil. Yes, somewhat. Yeah, interesting. I, uh, my last question. <laughs> I hope the rest of you are interested in this because I have a strange mind. Uh, the code for the oil, uh, John from Palm City said OW slash 16. Yep. What does that code mean? What does the O, the W, and the 16 mean? Well, oil weight used to be okay. just a single number. Okay. Uh, you had like 50, 60, 70, and then they started coming out with these multi-weight oils that were thinner but had the same capabilities as the heavier weight oils so that was where you wound up getting the 10w30 uh. the 10w40 and as they started refining it more and more and basically getting the process down now you went down to the 5w30 and then the 0w20 which is okay, used what, in most common what's a zero mean and the five mean zero is zero weight oil is the lowest the thinnest oil you can get right oh, now okay and now that they've reached zero i don't know what they're going to do they make add, it going to be a minus one uh, it could be yeah, yeah. Okay. and it simply means that the w simply stands for weight zero weight oil yeah. that goes as high as a 20 weight oil and now it's zero W six. So the higher the number, the lower the the thicker the oil. Oh, the higher the number, the thicker the oil. Yes. Okay. And the lower the number, the thinner the oil. Okay. So right now the lowest number is sixteen. Nope. Right now the lowest number is being used on only a few models of cars, huh. uh, especially the Yaris GR model that's available only in Japan right now. Zero W eight. Motor oil. Wow. I, I'm assuming it's about the consistency of extra virgin olive yeah, oil. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. it's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I beat that to death, but I just that's my, the way my brain works. I apologize to all the listeners that fell asleep out there. Uh, and, no, uh, not at all. But I can tell you that everybody that's listening is very impressed, and they're very impressed with our certified master technician. Yes. Um, I think that he should be have a title that's a more elaborate. But I digress. Um, to John's uh, mention of what it costs to keep a car on the road and what it costs, that's one of my pet peeves that I'm always looking up because most consumers will go in to purchase a vehicle and they're looking at the bottom price. I'm looking at what it's going to cost me to keep that car on the road. So it's very important. Uh, but I'd be interested in your findings as far as the electric car and the uh, gas car and what he told you. I believe he said that was from Kelly Blue Book? Kelly Blue Book, yeah. Kelly and Blue also Book. the AAA said that it costs more to operate an electrical car than a, than a gasoline car. And I just don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I may 
excuse me for challenging two very reputable sources, but uh, you know, I'm driving a Tesla right now. I can't think what I could possibly do to spend money on the car uh, except for uh, plugging it in. And so I'll have to research that part of it to see how much uh, my electric bill goes up. I plug it in about every month. And uh, and I don't have to go by gas stations anymore. Rick? Well, there's an interesting note to this. I just read that Italy has built a one-kilometer test track that has inductive coils built into the road to where, just like your cell phone now can charge wirelessly, your car, by driving on this road, will charge wirelessly as you're going down the road. Yeah. Yeah, so be, this is this is the way of the future where all the major roads yeah. basically will charge your car as you're driving. And yeah. when you go off onto the smaller side streets where they don't have that, you would yeah. run just on well, your own. Well, that'll be expensive. Battery. That'll be expensive Great. too because you're you're talking about oh, yeah. probably b literally billions of dollars and uh, the government doesn't take their own money, they take our money. Exactly. And then they, then yeah. they call it their money and then they build things that we don't need and some things we do need, but uh, yeah, everything costs money. I just, I just intuitively, I, I just gotta believe that when, uh, when, when electric cars are perfected, uh, and of course nothing is ever perfected, but when they get much better, I think they're going to be one heck of a lot cheaper to operate than a, a gas. Oh, absolutely. Gas yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, before we go to Rick, I'll, I wanted to mention I was talking about the mystery shopping report earlier, but I did not mention uh, that you can go to. Good dealer, bad dealer list. That's plural. dot com, and you can take a look at, at your at your uh, options. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and we are going to go to Rick because I know he is probably really backed up we've, over there. We've got a little bit of a stack right now. Let's see. First one is from Kyle in Pennsylvania. He says, "Good morning, Happy New Year, Earl. Do you think Toyota will be raising MSRPs soon?" I know they'll bump them about $100 every year, but with today's inflation, why aren't they going up thousands? Well, it's interesting, Kyle. It's a great question, and I think the, the answer is they've already raised the price of the car, although maybe it doesn't reflect in the MSRP. Unfortunately, the MSRP has become, I don't know what the word is, ineffective in a lot of ways. Uh, the, the only good thing about an MSRP it doesn't really tell you uh, what the car should cost. Uh, it tells you uh, what the manufacturer suggests the price is. Uh, remember, the manufacturer gets paid by the dealer. And the way the manufacturer gets paid by the dealer, Toyota, uh, in my Toyota dealership, they send, me a, they send me a bill and I pay them. Now the bill they send me, you have to uh, interpret because uh, the amount I actually owe them is not in the invoice. The invoice is a number that is uh, made up and created in a collaboration. I call it a mutual conspiracy between the car dealers and the manufacturers to seem like what the car costs. The dealer invoice actually includes a large amount of profit. Now before the pandemic, before the uh, microchip shortage, most dealers' car sales were actually below invoice and uh, and they were still making pretty good money on the car invoice packs in thousands of dollars now question did Toyota raise the price of the MSRP what Toyota did do is they lessened the incentives 
and the kickbacks to the dealers. So, Toyota normally, when they have cars they're trying to sell to dealers, they normally rebate dealers extra money. They call it dealer cash. Dealer cash. And they have a particular model, let's say they got too many Camrys, they've got production capability, they don't want to close the factory down, the manufacturing factory down, and they want to keep building uh, Camrys because it costs them a whole lot of money to shut a plant down and then start it back up again. Millions and millions of dollars. So they just keep the plant going, and the dealers say, hey, I don't want any more Camrys. I'm up to my you-know-what in Camrys. And they say, wait a minute, I'm going to kick back to you $1,000 or $2,000 or $5,000, and uh, dealer cash can be 10000 or more. So the kickback to the dealers has nothing to do with the MSRP. So when you buy a car, there's a certain price to the dealer that you don't have a clue about. Now you can go to Kelly Blue Book at Edmunds.com and get a general idea, but even Kelly Blue Book at Edmunds.com don't stay on top of it because every manufacturer is changing this all the time. It's a process, it's a, it's a daily thing. Honestly, as a car dealer, when I sell a car, I have to get a calculator out to figure out what the car cost me. My, I'm serious. My accounting department does not know until they go into the computer and figure out what a particular car costs because the incentives and the rebates, etc. So uh, it's, it's a morass, it's, a, it's an enigma, and the only people that can figure it out are the professionals. So when you go in and try to figure out the cost of a car, uh, uh, you got uh, the odds are way against figuring out. So uh, the answer, Kyle, is that they there haven't been any significant increases in MSRP by Toyota, or I believe any other manufacturer, but there has been a significant increase in the true price to the dealer. And the dealer, of course, passes along that true price to you, and then he adds way over MSRP and gets it back in spades. The car dealers made more money in 2021 than ever in history. I've been, I've been in uh, business since 1968. At one time I had a half a dozen or more dealerships. And if you take all the profit I made back in those days with all the dealerships, I made more money in 2021 than I did in any of those years. And I made less money than the other dealers because I drew the line at MSRP. I do not charge call it an ethical, moral thing with me, maybe I'm mentally ill, maybe I shouldn't do this. I just, I just can't charge my customers more than MSRP. And the other dealers are charging thousands and thousands of dollars more. Great information. And uh, also, excuse me, uh, Rick, uh, you can read Earl's column, only suckers pay MSRP for new vehicles. Today, only smart people buy MSRP. That's his column, Earl on Cars. You can go there and read all of his columns. Back to Rick. Uh, we will start off the text now with Stu's favorite, Anne-Marie. Good morning. Welcome back and Happy New Year to one and all. I'm hoping you might be able to answer this. Why do navigation systems still give wrong directions? My <laughs> sister and I have been led astray in the past, so we used three different systems on our latest road trip. <laughs> We faced a 10-hour drive to visit family, so we were not in a mood to be sidetracked. 
We used her not updated navigation system in her 2015 Lexus, Waze on her Android phone, and Apple Maps on my iPhone. We did not have any problems northbound. A paper map would indicate that we should stay on the interstate. Yet southbound, all navigation systems indicated that we should exit I-69 Purchase Parkway and drive into Mayfield, Kentucky, <laughs> the town that was smashed by that terrible tornado. We ignored those directions and continued southbound. Do you have any ideas on why three different systems would make the same mistake? Thanks, Anne-Marie. Good morning, Anne-Marie, and thank you for the text. Uh, do we have time to share our volatile situation well, in go, the car yeah. for go. uh, getting from A to B? Yeah. And let, let exactly me, what Anne Marie just shared. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Let me answer the question first, and then we can talk talk about our personal experience. I think everyone has had this personal experience. Uh, the answer to the question, Anne Marie, is that it's called human error, fallibility. Uh, the manufacturers flat aren't doing it right, and uh, your best source is uh, Google Maps. Uh, Waze, by the way, is owned by Google. Uh, not to say that Google Maps is always right, but they're far more accurate than any other navigation system I know of. And uh, uh, Nancy and I, as she said, we've experienced the same thing. You had, uh, typically, the manufacturer's navigation systems are the worst. And you hit on it, Anne-Marie, because they don't get updated. You have to, as a matter of fact, some manufacturers are still charging to update. Uh, in my Tesla, for example, I get automatic updates uh, you should get free automatic wireless updates, but a lot of manufacturers don't do that. And they simply don't know that you mentioned the town that had been ravaged by the hurricane. that It didn't register because they hadn't changed it yet. Uh, but uh, I, I use, uh, in my Tesla, I use Tesla's navigation and I use uh, Google Waze. And I take the one that sounds the best. The reason I love Google Waze and just Google, because they incorporate the Waze phenomena. Waze gives you the current traffic situation, and Google does too. Google has got so many iPhones out there in the world that they know where all cars are. So if you're on the Florida Turnpike or the Pennsylvania Turnpike or I-95, uh, Google Maps real-time knows do you have a traffic jam two miles ahead? Is it a medium traffic jam or severe? Severe traffic jam, it's red. Medium is yellow. And if it's blue, uh, free sailing. Yep. So uh, uh, you will actually be redirected. Uh, and I let's put it this way. I believe Google Maps over myself. Uh, I've come back from a, a drive, and I've said, why is Google Maps telling me to get off here? Uh, that They're crazy. I need to go this way because it's a lot longer. Well, when I ignore Google Maps, I hit a massive traffic jam. And then I feel stupid because Google was trying to help me. Uh, now, Nancy, go ahead and tell about our experience we had with the loop-to-loop. -loop. I, I really don't think we have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we, we don't want to put that information Nancy's out there. Talk about, it's volatile. Before, Just remember I, that adjective. Before I figured all this out, <laughs> I got into an endless loop where, where the navigation <laughs> kept telling me, make an illegal U-turn. Then I would go in the other direction and would say, make an illegal U-turn. And after about after I started to get dizzy, and I'd done several <laughs> illegal U-turns on the same street, and I was afraid I was going to be arrested for being driving Excuse while me. intoxicated. Excuse me. Let me set the I stage said, here. Wrong I was in the vehicle system. with him. I was a passenger, yeah. and in the Tesla, 
there's really nothing to hold on to. Well, this wasn't a Tesla. <laughs> this was a, a Toyota, yeah. It was a Toyota? Yeah. What Toyota was that? Uh, his name was Ernie. Hmm? His name was Ernie. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now we're getting into the weeds. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget Earl's Vigilantes. We look for volunteers every week to join us with Earl's Vigilantes, and Earl has a great-looking hat uh, that oh, uh, Stu... Oh. That was my cue. I missed That's it why I was tapping on your shoulder. Oh, okay. Uh, he has a, a great hat. And yeah. uh, Earl's Vigilantes, um, you can sign up and uh, go to Earl on Cars or go to uh, earlsvigilantes.com, and there you can uh, sign up and you can help people. You know, you can help people in your neighborhood. Um, there's a lot you can do in becoming a volunteer for Earl's Vigilantes. Also, we're looking for volunteers for, um, well, maneuvering uh, consumers through uh, the Internet. Not all of us are completely savvy, and uh, we need help there, too. So take advantage of that, earlsvigilantes.com. Now back to Rick. Okay, this one's coming in from Anonymous. It says, I paid 30 k and financed the remaining 18 k last week at Clearwater Toyota. I needed a car desperately due to my car being totaled. I was in pain and emotional, and after the woman was talking about her family and Christmas and I wasn't so lucky. Uh, not only did I get overcharged, but I didn't drive it on the highway. I wasn't thinking straight. Now they won't take it back after asking several times without losing seven to $10,000. I haven't even used half the first tank of gas. What should I do? Please help. You know, sadly, uh, there are situations that uh, where nothing can be done. And uh, this is a, one of the reasons this show exists is to warn you about certain things. And one of those is to be sure that you know exactly what kind of a vehicle you have in terms of how it drives, uh, how... Uh, the equipment on it, uh, inspect it carefully, because most car dealers will not let you take a car back. Now, we just had a caller earlier in the show that asked a question about uh, an ordered car. Uh, it's a unique situation now with cars being short, uh, that if you order a car and it comes in, his question, will they give me a deposit back if I change my mind? The answer is yes. But that only happens in uh, this pandemic, high-demand, uh, low-supply situation. In your case here, uh, uh, I, I'm, I, I hate to add more bad news. My guess is that they made a very large profit on you. And uh, they know, as, as you probably know, if you listen to the show, when you go into any car dealership and buy a car, the price you pay is a different one than your next-door neighbor paid when they went into the same dealership and bought the same car. Uh, every car is sold at a price which is the highest they can get from the customer. So if they can deceive you into paying way too high by either getting you on a payment that uh, sounds good but actually increases the price of the car, or by uh, flipping you from a purchase to a lease, or by high finance interest rate, uh, there are, there are 
almost uh, unlimited number of ways to increase the profit without you being realized. So uh, the profit variation at the end of the month at the average car dealership would probably vary by at least 5000 typically maybe closer to $10,000 depending on the MSRP of the car. So my guess is you're at the higher end of the curve and they said if we take that car back uh, we'll never be able to sell it again for such a high price. So I hate I hate to give you uh, bad news on top of bad news, but that's the way car dealers do. They take advantage of people who aren't prepared. And that's the reason Earl on Cars exists, the radio show, the blog, uh, and, and the rest of it. We're trying to help people from having you, your experience. Okay, and this one is from Carol. She says, I have a Tesla, or you have a Tesla, and I'm thinking of purchasing one as well. Are you happy with the Tesla? What, in your opinion, is the downside and the upside? Carol, uh, I, I, I'm i insanely happy with the Tesla, but probably for different reasons that you want a car. Uh, let me tell you the bad thing about Tesla first. And I, I, everybody thinks I'm uh, uh, you know, Elon Musk's brother-in-law or something. I'm not, I don't even know the guy. I respect him because he's a genius. I like geniuses. Uh, but in terms of the car, uh, it leaves a lot to be desired in terms of quality. Uh, the uh, uh, passenger door, every time Nancy uh, is riding with me as a passenger, not every time, but you know, she has to close the door twice or three times. Uh, one of the rear doors doesn't close well. Uh, uh, there's, there's some paint issues on the car. Uh, uh, the, the, the accessories, the, the glove box, uh, some of the design interior is a bit cumbersome. And, uh, you know, I'm a car dealer, and I, I've, dr I've driven a lot of Toyotas and Lexuses. And Tesla does not hold a candle to Lexus uh, in terms of quality, or Toyota for that matter. So, uh, I, now why do I love my Tesla? I love my Tesla because it's the fastest car on the road. It has to be a Tesla plaid. It'll go zero to 60 in under two seconds. Which we do often. And uh, not true. <laughs> and, and the quarter mile in under 10 seconds, which is just or under nine seconds, I think. Nine, I think it's under 10. Uh, it handles extremely well. Uh, it's got a yoke instead of a steering wheel. So I'm kind of a kid. I'm like a big, I'm like a big kid. And uh, I, I remember when I was 16 and 17 and 18 years old, I just loved the three two-barrel carburetors, the dual quads, and the four on the floor. And I just love speed and power. And now I'm in the most powerful car in the world, and I love it. I'll be honest with you, I love it too because I don't have to put any gas in it, and I hate going into gas stations. I go down there, I'm, I'm six foot three. He does. And I have to oh. get, I have to stoop down. Oh, they got these oh. LCD things I can't read. It says to push the button, and I can't see the button to push. And to me, it's an ordeal. I'm telling you, you know, folks, a reality show. Especially when it's at a new gas station. I, I gotta carry. My, I gotta carry a camera. So my old gas station. <laughs> I, I do. You know, if I get there in time, I'm okay. So, I feel so good every time I go by a gas station now, <laughs> and I say, I, "You'll never see me again." And I put it in my garage, and then about once a month, I plug it in. Next morning, I got a full full tank of electricity. Wow. And that's what I love. So, but. Uh, you, you are not going to, if you're going to buy a Tesla, which is going to be hard to do because uh, they're sold out, but uh, you, you want to inspect it carefully and think about it and, and measure the quality against a, a regular car. 
Great Jay. information. Uh, I'm going to interrupt. Rick, do you have a, a lot of uh, texts? And uh, do, what about YouTube? Uh, let's see. YouTube got a couple questions, and text-wise, we've got about a half a dozen there. Okay, we're going to put that on hold for a minute. We have a caller. Great. But first, I'm going to mention that $50, again, to the ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. And if you're looking for something maybe to discuss, uh, I have a question for you. Does gender affect your car insurance? Give us a call, ladies, $50. 877-960-9960 and don't forget you can text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback that's also a way to get in touch with us and remain anonymous say whatever you want just let it all fly out there we're going to go to frank who's a regular caller in jupiter welcome frank welcome well good morning good morning happy new year um you guys faked me out a couple of times when I was listening to your show, not realizing it was a recorded show. And um, Earl said, you know, happy 2020. And I go, anyway, I'll be quick about a few things. Uh, first, let me give some accolades to a couple of employees I had to um, speak with at your dealership. I believe the lady was Cheyenne that does in the service department. Well, thank you. And then Travis. Oh. And um, it's, 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 it's nice to see that, you know, everyone is as um up there like you guys you got a very very good staff out there thank you so that's what's that and i thought about you guys about two nights ago i was over near alton and i and it was um around nine o'clock and i saw this older gentleman and woman coming out he opens the car door for his wife it reminds me of that time years ago i saw you opening your door um, <laughs> for nancy and but what i'm getting to is what color is your plaid um tesla it's about the reddest red you can ever see. It's a, it's a special red which costs uh, like an extra couple of, couple thousand dollars, and it's just bright red. I figured, yeah, what the heck? Uh, uh, I, I'm just a kid again, and I just want to be crazy. So I love a bright red, and I shouldn't have got the bright red because cops love to pull over bright red cars. So uh, here I got a bright red sports car that's the fastest car on earth, and every cop in town is looking at me all the time. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I, I I was behind my first plaid Tesla the other day near your dealership, uh -huh. and I go, I wonder if that was Earl, but there was a little orange <laughs> decal. But it made me think of like the old days. It looks like a Tesla on hormones. They're um, <laughs> the, the body size of the bigger. Kind of like the, you talk about a Porsche being, you know, uh, a VW on hormones. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep it short because it's nice to hear you guys back, and I'll, Thanks, I got to take a call. Thank you very Thank much. You. Well, thanks, Frank. That's our regular caller from Jupiter Farms. Back to Rick. Let's see. We'll get caught back in. There we go. Uh, let's see. This one is from Jonathan in Wellington. He says, on New Year's Day, best of your show, you mystery shop Raymond Mini. What would happen if you agreed to the price of the vehicle but refused to pay the added fees like tint, nitrogen, dealer fees, dock fees, etc.? Would the dealership laugh you out of the showroom, or might they try to work with you to sell the vehicle? Well, they—they definitely—they're not going to laugh you. I understand uh, your your implication there. They, uh, the, the, the question was, they, what happens if I ask them to take off those added features? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the the best way to do it is to address the added features before you say you're going to buy the car, and. Uh, 
some of the dealers and many of the dealers, uh, the salespeople especially, don't have the authority to take off added features. And what 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 he's referring to here are pre-installed uh, dealer accessories, and they can be nitrogen, they can be stripes, they can be window tint, they can be uh, paint sealant, you name it. They come up with a lot of low cost. Uh, and overprice them just to jack up the profit on the car. So you need to address that at the get-go. Uh, and you, you, Because if they can't take it off, uh, meaning the salesperson is, is being told by the owner, the manager, listen, uh, this stays on the car, uh, sell it for as much as you can, but don't take off the paint sealant, don't take off the nitrogen. Sometimes it can be taken off, but usually not by the salesperson. So. You should raise the issue up uh, front, and the way you do that best is you say, I see you have nitrogen in the tires, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's $1,700 on top of the MSRP, and uh, I want you to know that this is my top offer on the car, and you give them your number. And uh, You've done your research, you've done your homework, you've checked with Edmunds, you've checked with Kelly Blue Book, uh, you've gone to True Car, maybe you've even gone to Costco if you're really smart, uh, and you've gotten what you know is a fair out-the-door price. Three most important words, out-the-door. That means you have to write a check for that, give it to the salesperson or the manager, get in the car and go home. Say, so you give them your out-the-door price. Now, they may accept it, they may not. If they don't, at least you've begun the negotiation from a real number. That way it precludes them from saying, oh, I forgot to tell you, we've got nitrogen, we've got paint sealant, we've got stripes, uh, we've got undercoating, we've got rust proofing. You've already said, this is my bottom line out the door price. They say, no, I can't sell it to you for that price, but I'll sell it to you for that price plus $1,000. Now you're negotiating, but at least you're negotiating from a real number so when you finally end the negotiation, win, lose, or draw, no one's going to sneak something in on you, or they might try, but you say, hey, we had a deal, you're not being honest with me, you knew that this was my price, and we agreed on this price, and you knew it was out the door. There it is. Okay, another anonymous one here. Um, imagine, okay, this is hurricane season with electric vehicles. A little long, but I'm going to go through this one. Uh, imagine Florida with a hurricane coming towards Miami. The governor orders an evacuation. All cars head north. They all need to be charged up in Jacksonville. How does that work? Has anyone thought about this? If all cars were all electric and were caught in a three-hour traffic jam with dead batteries, then what? Not to mention that there's virtually no heating or air conditioning in an all-electric vehicle because of the high battery consumption. If you get stuck on the road all night, no battery, no heating, no wipers, radio, GPS, all you can do is try to call 911 to take women and children to safety, but help, help cannot reach you because all the roads are blocked and they'll probably require all police cars to be electric as well. Uh, let's see, we'll just pass through a little bit of this. Um, basically, the question being, uh, today's grid barely handles user needs on demand, Where's the electricity going to come come from for emergency demand to try to charge up all these vehicles in one mass use? Uh, can't use nuclear generation. Natural gas is off the table. Oil fired or coal burning are out of the question. 
then what and where? What will be done? How much, with, how much longer is this? Uh, just a couple. I, of I think I get the message. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> they're also asking about what about all the uh, batteries then that would have to be disposed of. Yeah, yeah obviously an anti-electric car, um, YouTube. So, and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I it's, you're you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, what came to mind uh, with this with this issue, the problem you described, which is very real. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, we recently had an incident. I don't know if you saw it in the news. It was terrible. It was a huge, uh, almost a, a you know, freezing storm where semis were hitting each other. Uh, cars were trapped on a turnpike in the middle of uh, nowhere, and and yep. just and uh, there were hundreds of people uh, who were caught in their cars. It was way below freezing, uh, like around zero. Uh, people were on the on the. They, were, they had to keep their engine running and the heater going to 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 be alive. They were afraid to get out of their cars, and you should never get out of a car in a blizzard to try to walk somewhere. So they were trapped, and uh, a lot of people were never got out. Uh, they had to actually bring them gasoline, tow them, and so on and so forth. Uh, there was another incident overseas. This was in a foreign, foreign country. Uh, where 22 people died of the cold because of the traffic jam. Now, maybe 1% of those cars were electric, most of them were gasoline. So the, the, the dilemma you describe is equally bad for gasoline cars. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're, uh, how many times have you said uh, you're going home from work and you, you got an eighth of a tank of gas and you get on the 95, uh, if, you, if you got trapped, how long would your eighth of a tank of gas yeah. uh, last? So, the same thing can happen to anybody. Uh, when I get in my Tesla uh, with a full charge, I have 350 miles, which will usually get me pretty much where I want to go. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it is, it, I think it's unfair to say that electric cars are the reason for the problem. Uh, what I thought you were going to say when you started, uh, what happens if you have power failures and you can't charge your car from your garage? And I thought about that. Uh, and what I would do if I said a hurricane were coming, I would be sure that I had a full charge on my car uh, probably every day, I mean, uh, uh, yep. until the hurricane passed. And uh, if I've got 350 miles on my car, I'm not too worried. That's as much as anybody with a full tank of gas. And if you have a full tank of gas and there are lines at the gas station, it's even a worse issue because sometimes they run out of the gas. Well, having, having been in Florida through quite a few hurricanes myself, yeah. seeing when the gas stations can't pump fuel and you're weeks with no power, yeah. But if you have your own generator, you'd still be able to yeah. charge your car. It may take a long time, yeah. but you'd be able to charge an electric car yeah. from your home system. And so there's, I mean, a, there's, there's ways to make and it and work. And there's a truck, you mentioned it the other day, there's a truck coming out shortly uh, that uh, has a generator built into it. Mm -hmm. Is it the F-150? The Fords, yes. Yeah, F-150. Uh, it can power your house from uh, the, yeah. the, the truck. Yeah. yeah, so you not only have... A charged truck, you got a generator, I guess you could charge your truck with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Earl Stewart on cars. Hey, Nancy, hope all is well. My name is Al. I had Earl's cell number and spoke to him recently about pricing a 2022 Lexus in January. His advice was to wait a month or so, and I could save around $1,000 or so. Well, the dealer called me this past Friday, and we settled on a price $250 over my willing-to-pay price. Good. The car is in transit to dealer and will not be in for another two weeks. I'm trying to put together some financing and would like to ask Earl some questions slash help. Could he give me a call? 
and you got your number down here. I'll get that to you. Okay. Uh, but basically, you're just saying uh, enjoy your programs on YouTube. Very educational and helpful. Thank you. Blessings from Al. Well, that's great. I'll tell you something interesting about Lexus. Of all the manufacturers and the car dealers, the ones that are adhering to uh, MSRP, the closest is uh, Lexus. And I've, I've talked to a number of people at different locations. I had one person call me. I think it was from Orlando. And uh, he was trying to get a, a, a price reduced uh, below MSRP. I said, let me tell you something. Uh, if you can buy a car at MSRP, grab it, because it might not be there tomorrow. And uh, almost all of their dealers are going thousands over. Uh, if they don't price it at thousands over, they'll hit you with a lot of hidden fees. I recommend people that want to buy a Lexus uh, in South Florida go to JM Lexus. Uh, they're the most honest, forthright, uh, and they have the lowest dealer fee. It's only like a hundred bucks or, or something mm -hmm. like that. And so, uh, yeah, Lexus. Uh, uh, I salute Lexus for for uh, adhering to MSRP and Lexus dealers. Uh, most of them, not all of them, adhering to MSRP. Toyota dealers, uh, they're still going crazy, charging thousands yeah. of dollars over. Absolutely, okay. that was a great text. And from Kyle in Pennsylvania, thanks for the great in-depth answer about MSRP, Earl. I find these crazy times fascinating. And as always, thank you for your integrity. And uh, next one we have here, uh, oh, uh, again from Kyle, but the greatest generation loves those fake soft tops, the, the Landau padded oh. tops <laughs> on the cars that we're doing. And boomers love pinstriping, oh. that's for sure. <laughs> uh, from E-Train, a question. Are there deals below MSRP to be made by shopping a factory direct order amongst three to five dealers? Will they give a discount to get that extra unit sold? You know, I, I hate to say absolutely not. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say absolutely not, but I, I, I never like to say never. Uh, it's certainly not going to hurt to try. And if you are going to get any kind of a break below MSRP, uh, you're going to have to find a deal that's not only honest and ethical and moral, but one that has a car of a less popular, uh, you know, design or whatever that he has to cut the price. You know, there's nothing wrong with capitalism and there's nothing wrong with uh, charging a high price for a low supply, high demand item. Uh, I look at myself sometimes and I, I, I've, I've cost myself and my company millions of dollars by adhering to MSRP. If I had wanted to, I could have made a lot more money in 2021 and 2020, the latter part of mm. 2020, and in 2022. Uh, so I, I, I kind of rationalize it in my own, because I'm a businessman too, and sometimes I, I wake up and I, I, I have access to other Toyota dealers' financial information, and I see that this dealer that's smaller than I am, uh, selling fewer cars than I am, making a whole lot more money than I am, and it kind of, I'm a very competitive guy. And it kind of galls me. And I say, God, here I am being Mr. Good Guy, and it's costing me all this money. And then I rationalize and I say, you know, I've been in business for uh, a Toyota dealer for 47 years. My sons are in the business. Uh, I have a, a couple of grandsons. I'd like them to be in the business. And so in the long term, maybe I'm actually doing economically the smart thing because when this blows over, 
a whole lot of people are going to remember, I didn't take advantage of them. And I, even though I'm way behind now in profit, maybe I'll catch up and maybe even pass some of these guys five years from now, ten years from now. And uh, that's the way I rationalize. So, uh, you dealers out there that say I'm crazy, maybe I am crazy. And I, I know I could be making a lot more money. And you're probably laughing at me. But laugh, you know. I got to do what I got to do. That's right. The wheels are always turning. Ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I have an interesting uh, consumer report in front of me, and it talks about staying safe in the back seat. And uh, it uh, breaks down the uh, different makes and models. And uh, which one to look for? for the I had best. a girl. I had a girl worry about that when I was seventeen. Yeah, well, that's another show. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Family show, <laughs> folks. Family show. <laughs> uh, the uh, Toyota Sienna is at the top of the list uh, with a rear seat safety uh, score of uh, sixty-nine. Nissan Pathfinder, sixty-six. So. Uh, that's just some of them. They have a long list yeah, you here. Folk, you folks out there with uh, uh, small children, uh, you're going to put them in the back seat. Maybe your doggy, you're going to put them in the back seat. Uh, uh, the back seat can be a dangerous place. People think it's safer, but I think the facts show that in crash tests, uh, you're better off in the front seat. It's kind of counterintuitive. So uh, if you want to have a safe back seat, because that's where you're going to put your kids, Take a look at Consumer Reports. What is this, the uh, February issue? It is February. February issue, and and uh, they rank the very best to the very worst. At least you probably don't want to buy the worst. You don't have to buy the best, but uh, don't buy something that has got a dangerous backseat. And you'll find out those cars in the February Consumer Reports. And you can go to ConsumerReport.org. And uh, you can also, uh, you know, get that information from, from there. Um, we're going to go back to Rick. I've got one last comment on YouTube here from Tom Stokel, who says, Good morning. Lexus of Orlando slash Winter Park, no dealer fees. Hey, impressive on that one. Well, that, I believe I may have spoken to him before, and that is what I said. Uh, so I salute Lexus. I think Lexus is leading the charge for all car manufacturers and dealers. The manufacturers historically either are afraid or or don't want to, or a combination of both, uh, control their dealers. And they blame it on the franchise agreements, and they blame it on, uh, you know, the federal law. If you want to do something differently, you can come up with 25 reasons why. But uh, Lexus, uh, somehow or other, has controlled their dealers pretty well. And there's nothing more coveted than a Lexus dealership. You talk about making money. I mean, Lexus was selling cars at MSRP before the uh, mm-hmm. pandemic. And uh, a lot, and it was almost like you go into a Lexus dealer, you're not going to get a big discount. They build a high quality car, uh, it has a limited uh, supply and high demand, and uh, they just make a ton of money. And they don't have very many dealers. I think there's only like Three or four hundred Lexus dealers in the whole country, maybe five hundred. Wow! And uh, uh, Toyota's got you know, three times that many. Chevrolet's got ten times that many. Yep. So a Lexus dealer is like a license to steal, and uh, you got to be—you got to know somebody in Toyota to be able to get a Lexus dealership. 
I'd give my, I'd, I'd give Nancy away if I could get Alexis to do it. There you go. I'm only kidding. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But I would give We've Stu, been talking about give, that for a while. I'd give Stu away. <laughs> I would give Stu away. <laughs> oh, no. For Alexis to do it. You're firstborn. But you, 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 so I think, I think the dealers know that. They say, listen, I've already got a license to steal. I'm not going to gouge my customers. And that's what happens. So, you know, if you can't, uh, if you're looking at another car, uh, whether it's a Honda or a, or a General Motors product, or a Chrysler product, or whatever it is, and it's a higher price car, and they're trying to charge you three or four thousand dollars over a sticker. Buy a Lexus. You can get it for a sticker. Mm-hmm. You buy. You probably buy a lot of Lexus for less than you'd pay for a Toyota at a Toyota dealer that was price gouged you. And uh, I know I sound like a Lexus commercial. But I don't have a Lexus dealership, hey, but I want one. We've been talking please, about Lexus for please, years. If you're listening, anybody at Lexus, Bye. please, can I have a Lexus dealership? Honestly, okay. honestly, we've been talking. Like I said, I'll say it again. We've been talking about it for years. Why get oh. that Lexus dealership? Okay, uh, Rick, you said that was the last one. Uh, yeah, is that uh, Kyle coming in says the cream rises to the top, Earl. Those sleazeball Toyota dealers will get what's coming to them. Oh, and one new one here from Alva Thompson. Any news on the GR Corolla, which is the uh, Gazoo Racing? And I haven't seen anything just lately on when that is coming, but it will be. And be advised, um, when you see them, you're going to be seeing a blur and then the taillights receding away from you. Because uh, from what I've heard, the Toyota in Japan built the GR Yaris, and those little bitty cars are flying, literally flying. That GR Corolla might almost be able to keep up with Earl's Tesla for a little bit. Isn't <laughs> it an amazing looking car also? They're, they're they working have, that style. That, and yeah, the, aesthetically they have changed so much, you, yep. you can't recognize it. That it's, is it's a hot little car. It's going to own the younger market. Hmm? Toyota's trying to own the younger market. They want to get the younger drivers that like that style. They're going to get it. Hmm. They'll, they'll get it with this one, I think. Maybe targeting the Gen Z, the Zers. <laughs> They're trying. They're trying hard. 877-960-9960. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have time for mm, uh, one or two more calls, and then we're going to be getting back to... Uh, the mystery shopping report. I've got an anonymous feedback here for Rick. Uh, I don't know the answer myself. Uh, it says, uh, well, your video on how to free a locked steering wheel does not work for a push-button start, so how do you unlock the steering wheel of a push-button start when you don't have your key fob? Uh, I, I, do you understand the question? Yep, and what they're referring to is uh, you ever had those times when you pull into a tr uh, parking spot and you've got the wheel turned too far? Yes. And when you turn the key off, then your steering wheel locks. I've yes. done it. I've done it. And oh. you're trying to get the key to turn, and it won't turn because of that interlock solenoid. And basically what you've got to do is find which way the wheel will move, mm -hmm. although it can be very hard, yeah. and shift the wheel that direction, your steering wheel, just a little bit while you turn the key, and it will release that binding so that you can turn the key. Oh. I've encountered that. Yeah, a lot of people have, and it, it yeah. can be very frustrating. Well, they said a push-button start. But with the push-button now, that solenoid is no longer a mechanical link to the key. Now it's an electric solenoid. So that thing engages normally, and it will simply disengage by the push-button 
regardless of how much bind is on that steering wheel. So you don't have to worry about that issue anymore. Sorry, uh, but you, what you they're can't concerned lock your about, steering wheel? Yeah, your steering wheel will still lock. Okay. What they're concerned about, I think, is if you don't have your remote fob with you, and say you're trying to move the car, you got to push it somewhere to get it towed or something. I got you. You cannot unlock that steering wheel. Oh, it Lord. cannot be done. Wow. As a matter of fact, we've got a car in our shop right now that a rat got up under the front fender and chewed up a bunch of the wiring. So the ignition cannot be turned on. We have the fob, but you cannot turn the ignition on because the wiring is totally destroyed and you cannot turn the steering wheel at all. In order to move this car to get it in the shop, once we get the wiring harness in for it, we're actually gonna have to jack it up and put special dollies underneath the tires on the front to be able to roll this car around. Interesting. It's one of the drawbacks with a push button start is without having the key to unlock that steering wheel, it ain't gonna happen. Well, see, now there's a, there's a reason I hope, I wish that more manufacturers we're listening because that's a real problem. Yep. And, uh, yeah. and that's a great, a great uh, anonymous feedback. Uh, and it's a great answer. And I, I just, does anyone out there know anything about that? I can't imagine that all the manufacturers know that because of driving habits of a lot of people, including me, sometimes you just jam that wheel up against the curb and your wheel locks. Uh, how many complaints have we heard, Rick, recently about that? Not very many anymore. Maybe, it, maybe the, they've the improved key, it. The key lock, the, the ignition key cylinder cars yeah. are starting to go away. Yeah. And like I said, that condition doesn't happen with the yeah. push button start. Yeah. Because when you hit that push button to start the car, that solenoid releases. It it can't bind. So you're saying the problem has been eliminated. Has By any, push it, button start. Okay. Great yeah. advantage. If anybody out there disagrees with that, if you have the problem with the push button start, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great mystery shopping report to get to, and it is from Action Nissan of Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we're no longer taking any calls. We are taking texts, though, um, and uh, we would love for you to vote. We would love to hear from you at 772-497-6530. Action Nissan of, Nor of Nashville, Tennessee. Earl? Back to you. Yeah, here's a here's an anonymous feedback. It's interesting uh, to me, maybe not to you, uh, but uh, have you uh, have you heard about the Florida state senator who wants to get a bill passed to change the word in the law that mandates a dealer must have a vehicle title change on the vehicle to the new owner name and the new owner's name in 30 days? He wants the word change from must to uh, should. Uh, which would give the dealer no time limit on having the title changed to the new vehicle owner, if I ever, if ever. Which would keep the liability on the old vehicle owner? Yeah, it, that's a real problem. Let, let me restate that because it wasn't even clear to me as I read it. Uh, my fault. Uh, I didn't read it right. But one of the common complaints that car dealers get, including myself, is I bought a car from you. You you put a temp tag on the car, and uh, I haven't got my regular license plate, and my temp tax is about ready to expire. Uh, this is a real problem. Uh, what we usually do, I mean, uh, paperwork gets lost, paperwork is incorrect, uh, 
Uh, a lot of dealers are using tag agencies and things like that that do this paperwork for them. A lot of them are computerized. Uh, some people deal directly with the state on this. And the state, Department of Motor Vehicles, can make mistakes. Uh, titling a car, uh, especially if it's an out-of-state issue, I mean, a lot of, especially in Florida, uh, people buy cars and take them back to Massachusetts. So you have to have, you buy the car in Florida, but you have to have the paperwork processed in Massachusetts. It get complicated. So it's, it's impossible, I'll use that word impossible, to process the title work in all cases within 30 days. The law, when it was made years ago in Florida, anticipated that that was plenty of time, and maybe 50 years ago it was plenty of time. Today, you'd think things would get more efficient, but actually, uh, because of the titling in multiple states and a lot of other things, it's actually uh, as complicated or more. So, technically, the law says that a dealer can be fined heavily for not getting a title to a customer within 30 days. And the dealers don't like that. I'm a dealer. I don't like that. Uh, the fact of the matter is they don't enforce the law, which they shouldn't. It's kind of like uh, the, the speed limit on 995. <laughs> if they ever started enforcing the speed limit, there'd be nobody on I-95. I that's true. Uh, and if they were, they, you couldn't drive because the cops would have them all stopped. So that's the dealer licensing processing registration law now. It's not enforced because it's totally impractical. So it's a long way of saying it really, they really should change the law now. Yeah, I'm going to repeat that because all the carters are going to say out there, hey, I'm not going to believe this. Earl Stewart actually said something that he agrees with us on. Earl Stewart actually agreed with a dealer against a caller or a texter, or in this case, anonymous feedback. So this Florida law should say that it said it must be within 30 days as it should be in 30 days because in reality, many title issues are such they are impossible to process in 30 days. And I'm sorry I went on and on. Probably bored everybody to death, but I, I like the question. So I, I do, answer. too. Um, i got to mention uh, Earl's book, um, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Great purchase. What an investment. I recommend picking this book up. Go to Amazon. Uh, all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> and that dog is growing. <laughs> you know, I, I, have, I, don't think, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I'm writing another book, and uh, I'm almost uh, all the way through with it. I'm getting ready to the, for the first draft, and uh, it's just, uh, it's called uh, Redemption of a Recovering Car Dealer, and it kind of talks about the radio show and the, and the blog and the newspaper columns and the public speaking and things, things like that, and uh, I've talked to uh, a lot of people, I'm, I'm having, uh, Nancy is going to be interviewed with the book. My sons will be interviewed. I'll have uh, some of my competitors in the business. I, I, I decided to do the, the book where it said the good, the bad, and the ugly, because uh, you know, a good chunk of my life was pretty ugly and pretty bad. And so I talk about that. Uh, I talk with, uh, uh, as I say, people who are, have, I've had an adversarial relationship with over the years and to get their uh, unexpurgated opinion. So uh, I just mentioned that. Uh, hopefully uh, it'll be out uh, this year, uh, maybe by the middle of the year, I hope. Uh, it'll be redemption uh, of, a, of a recovering car dealer. So 
Uh, I'm having fun. Yeah, Again, we're looking forward to that. I'm having fun doing it. I really am. Yeah. I just yeah, it, you are. It makes you you pause and you think about your life, and and it's kind of fun. I'll, uh, I'm fun. actually using a ghostwriter, a guy by the name of John Van Zyl, and uh, he does books. Uh, so I we uh, he interviews me, and he interviews the people that are being interviewed, and then we talk back and forth and. It's all done pretty much online or, or verbally or you know video or whatever, and uh, and uh, but it's all me. I'm not, it's just, he's he's just putting it in the correct English and the prose and the making it look good. But it's all all coming out of my perverted noodle. Yeah, and it's uh, it's amazing. You know that hour is that an hour that you spend uh, on the phone from time to time with him? It's uh, almost like therapeutic. Yeah. You know, and it just, uh, yeah. it, it, the word you use, pause. I told John, I says, I ought to pay, you, I ought to pay you for this. As I should be lying down on the couch. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. But, you know, I'm going to mention Earl's book again, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And uh, what a great book uh, to put on the uh, bookshelf. And uh, there's so much research and, and buying information in here and leasing and sur- everything. And you can always refer to it, a great investment. There you go. Here's the front cover. How do you like that? And all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Woof, woof. There you go. All the money. We don't less some don't keep a nickel. Everything, <laughs> everything, everything you pay for this book, I get nothing. Zero. And uh, you're saving a dog. You're well, saving a dog. It's yeah. actually big and little dog. Oh, and that's and okay. I got it now. Big and little. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, one of the things uh, that I like in here is in section one, and buy a car you can afford. And there's so many others uh, in here that I love. Kind of hard to do today, right? And yeah. um, I don't know. Um, you got to put some thought into it. And also, one of my pet peeves, what a car costs and what it costs to keep it on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think it's time for us to get to the mystery shopping report from uh, Agent Lightning. And uh, it is from Nashville, Tennessee. She was there recently and uh, took advantage of being in the area. Yeah, since we got Agent Lightning going, uh, uh, and she's, of course, our uh, first steady female shopper, uh, mystery shopper, uh, she she travels around a lot, and it really gives us... uh, uh, that exposure uh, to allow ourselves to be an international, or at least a national show, and she's hit several states, and as Nancy just said, this is Nashville, Tennessee. In the four weeks, uh, and this is composed by my son Stu, who is home because he had exposure to COVID, and he's want to be ultra safe and, and be sure he doesn't spread it. Uh, so he'll be tested, and I'm sure he's okay. What a great job he does writing this weekend and week out. Fabulous. Thank uh, you, Stu. The Omicron surge has reminded us that we aren't out of this pandemic yet. Despite causing less severe disease, Omicron is having a massive impact on the country. High rates of transmission, driving up hospitalizations, stressing the healthcare system. Our workers are in, under incredible stress, working longer hours to cover for sick co-workers. So, Hey, cut everybody some slack out there, folks. Everybody's uptight, including the people in the studio, including the people at uh, our dealership, uh, friends, family. Uh, I don't need to tell you. It's a tough time. And uh, and uh, uh, cut everybody a little slack. 
because uh, nobody always says what they mean anymore. They say what they feel, and sometimes that can get you in trouble. Got me in trouble lots of times. And of course, the car business continues to navigate its way through this apocalyptic, apocalyptic hellscape all the way to the bank. 2021 ended up as the most profitable year for car dealers in history. And I say that, can you underline that three times in your mind and put six exclamation points? The money that car dealers are making today is embarrassingly obscene. I mean, truly. Millions and millions of dollars. The inventory shortages uh, of 2021, which have continued into 2022, set off an explosion in car prices with dealers charging tens of thousands of dollars over MSRP. If you've been listening to the show, you know that's true. Uh, $40,000, $50,000 over sticker. Why do people pay it? I don't know. They do. Uh, we chronicled all of this for you week after week, identifying those car dealers who greedily exploited the crisis and those who self-regulated and chose not to price gouge. Uh, for you Facebook folks out there, I digress a little bit here. One of the things I like to do is I like to join groups of interesting groups. I, I tend to go uh, probably more with automotive groups and things, but I joined uh, not too long ago a car salesman group, pretty big, and uh, just a bunch of car salesmen around the United States. And uh, I didn't go in undercover. I told them who I was, and uh, a lot of them, you know, I, I chit-chat back and forth with them. But what it, what it gives me... Uh, uh, insight into as to what's going around around the country and how car salesmen think. And, and, and the dialogue between the honest dealers and the non-price gouging dealers and the others, which are the majority, unfortunately, is just entertaining as hell. I just love reading this stuff. And it gives me hope, too, because I sometimes think I'm the only guy. I'm not. There are more and more car dealers out there that are coming down to MSRP. So search them out if you can. Search them out. Uh, this car dealer Facebook group I'm in is around the whole country. And uh, a lot of these uh, dealers that don't go over MSRP are in smaller uh, cities, you know, rural sometimes. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. If you know most of your customers and they're going to be back the same ones over and over again, you better treat them right or they won't come back. Uh, in big cities, you know, you, you, you'll have uh, three or four dealers of the same make uh, within driving distance of your house, and uh, you go wherever you want, and the dealers have uh, a much bigger pool to sell from. So anyway, uh, entertainment, uh, and some dealers are regulating it and have chosen not to price gouge, and more and more are doing that. So the prices are coming down, but only to the MSRP. We found no one. I think we did find... Someone said a Lexus dealer earlier in the show that actually sold a car for 300 under MSRP. That's the first I've heard. So, uh, If you have any reports out there, by the way, of uh, buying a car below MSRP, we'd love to hear it because we'd like to give accolades to the dealer of recognition and, and direct people to you. If you're selling a car at MSRP or, you know, hopefully, maybe even under MSRP, let us know and we'll do an advertisement for you. Uh, guess what, folks? This price thing is not over. While we see modest easing in prices as we move into 2022, we're far from normal. 
You need to expect to see high car prices for a long time. If you can wait to buy a car, do wait. Uh, I was overly optimistic myself, and I thought our prices would come down faster. They have come down, but not nearly as fast as I thought. So, uh, we uh, mystery shopped Action Nissan in Nashville, Tennessee. Agent Lightning spent some time in the volunteer state over the holidays, volunteered to do a little investigating while she was away. She suggested a Nissan dealership, given their sordid track record in our mystery shopping reports. Kia and Nissan are among the worst dealers, for whatever reason. You know, uh, they, t they take advantage of their customers uh, exponentially more than a lot of the other manufacturers. Uh, the higher up the, uh, the price, you know, like the Lexus, the less uh, jerked around you get. The lower the price of the cars, the more jerked around you get. Okay, I'm speaking the first person as if I were Agent Lightning. I pulled up to the front door of Action Nissan in the late afternoon and parked. The showroom was elevated. That's weird. I've got a picture of it here. Uh, you know, it's like a raised showroom. Very, I'd be interested to know why they did that. Elevated above the parking lot. You go up the stairs to get into the uh, front door. The salesman opened the door at the top of the flight of stairs and waved to me. I waved back and climbed the stairs to greet him. We walked inside. He told me his name was Matt. He led me to a desk. We sat down and had a familiar conversation. Matt talked to me about the global chip shortage and how it's led to vehicle inventory shortages across the nation. You hear that every time, every Misty Shopping report, and I guess that maybe people that don't read the news, watch the news, listen to the news, maybe they don't know about it. Uh, I, I can't imagine not anyone, anyone not knowing about it, but you have to be sure. So every car dealer will tell you that when you walk in the door now. He said he had less than 20 new cars in stock, and I certainly believe that. In fact, you can almost consider that a lot in some uh, dealerships. I told him I was interested in the Nissan Kick, and I said I hope he had one in stock. I said that four had recently come in, two orange ones, a black one, and a white one. I said I'd like to see the white one. That's the most popular color. I'm sure most people would prefer to buy, buy the white one. Matt asked for my driver's license, gathered all the usual information, then he pulled up the, uh, the Kicks. I, uh, strange name, uh, the Kicks. I get a kick out of shit now on the inventory screen. It was an SR model. Matt briefly went over what distinguished the SR model from the other trim levels. He said he'd meet, meet me outside the door, came in, uh, and left to get the key. He left to get the key, Matt did. Um, pulled around the kicks. I walked up to the car. The MSRP was $26,035 with no addendum. Every time I hear no addendum, I get a warm, fuzzy feeling because usually there is an addendum. Uh, we call them the phony Monroney, a uh, counterfeit uh, sticker that makes you believe this is really what the sticker price is. And sticker price doesn't mean anything. MSRP is a legal document, and there was no change. It was a legal document. Good. The only thing the MSRP does, doesn't tell you it's a good price or a bad price, but it tells you that that is, uh, you're carrying apples and apples. Because if you want to buy another kick, and you go to another Nissan dealer, and it has the same amount on the MSRP, you're comparing the exact same equipment, same price. Price is up to you to negotiate, but you know from where you negotiate. We went on a long test drive uh, with Matt talking most of the way. He explained just about everything there was to know about the car. When we got there, I was surprised to see we had gone nearly 45 minutes. Wow. He must have been a real chatter. Huh? 45 minutes. <laughs> 
I don't think I can have dealt with that. Anyway, uh, Matt asked me what I thought, and I said I really liked it and hope we could uh, make it work today. We went back to the desk, sat down, and Matt asked what monthly payment I wanted. That's almost always the question. And Agent Whitening almost always say, I told him I wasn't worried about payment. I just wanted the bottom line with everything included. Now, in case you're wondering why do they ask about payment, there's something called the four square system. I've written about it in the blog. Car dealers always try to get you off the, the price of the car because if they can get you on a monthly payment, they can increase the price. And you might get the monthly payment you want, but if you're making 300 payments instead of 36 payments, <laughs> you're paying a lot more for the car. Uh, they'll also try to get you uh, on, on the uh, trade-in allowance. If you're hung up on your trade-in allowance, you want a lot of money for your trade-in, they can give you a lot of money for the trade-in if they charge you even more money for the car. And then some people, you know, particularly people with credit problems or maybe they don't make a lot of money, they want to find a car with very low down payment. Now, I got a car, I can sell you a sticker or $10,000 over sticker, and uh, if I, if I get you to buy the car $10,000 over sticker because the pair down payment is lower, you're still paying $10,000 over sticker. So you don't want to get diverted. You want to focus on the price of the car. And that's got to be the out-the-door price. Anyway, he, I, I said, I just uh, I want to hear the bottom line price with everything included. He said, I go speak with the sales manager. And that's the game played in every dealership, who also happened to be his brother. That's interesting. Matt, uh, my brother was in uh, my Pontiac dealership uh, back in the 60s, uh, and we worked together. And Matt returned in a few minutes with a worksheet. They were selling me the Nissan for MSRP plus $899 acquisition fee. That's, that's a hidden fee, dealer fee. In this case, they didn't hide it uh, because I asked for the price. It would have been hidden if I said, I'll buy the car, and then I would have found out about it after the fact. We spent a few minutes going over the grid of payments on the worksheet, but I kept bringing Matt back to the price. I said I wanted to ask his brother if he could get me below MSRP. Matt said he'd go speak with him. <laughs> I love it, brothers. Uh, Matt wasn't going long. He came back with another worksheet, this time with a discount, and Matt made it clear it would be the only discount. Okay, Got a discount. It's going to be the only one. His brother, the sales manager, had lowered the price, by 610 bucks. Wow, that's not bad. Mm. MSRP, 899 extra fee and 600 bucks off of that. With the dealer fee, the price is still $300 over MSRP, but these days, that seemed pretty good to me, and it was. So here we are, buying a new Nissan in Nashville, Tennessee, for $300 over MSRP. And I never thought I'd say that's a good deal, but it is. Today, in 2022, in January, if you could buy a car for $300 over MSRP, you got yourself a good deal. So you Nashvillians, anybody near Nashville, Tennessee, that want to buy a Nissan, that's where you want to go. And what was the name of that again? Uh, Action Nissan of Nashville. Yeah. Action Nissan of Nashville. I told him my <coughs> husband was getting back into town tonight. I wanted to show him these numbers before making a final call. Matt said he understood. I thanked him. Then he walked me to the car. That was a nice touch. Uh, there we are. 
and we have a Mr. Shopping report, and uh, we need to get some votes on this, and we can have a discussion on that. And uh, I will say this about that. Uh, I don't know of any Nissan dealer in this area uh, that could touch that price, and uh, which is why I always encourage you, wherever you are, get online, even if you have to find a low price miles and miles away, it gives you a little bit of a lever when you're negotiating. Uh, now how, the, the question, if, if you're in a car dealership uh, in uh, South Florida and you say, I could buy that uh, Honda uh, Accord in Orlando for $500 less. Do they believe you'll drive uh, 250 miles to Orlando? I don't think they know. I mean, I drive 250 miles. I think a lot of people would drive 250 miles if they could save $500. So find a, find a price, even if it's you know, hundreds of miles away, and have that ready for you. Say, well, I got an out-the-door price. You say you want me the price, will you meet the price? It's a, it, it's a good negotiating tool. Now, Definitely. with that said, in today's market, with 20 cars in stock and people lined up waiting for those cars, <laughs> Uh, maybe it won't work, but it's worth a try. Absolutely. You know, um, before we take the uh, votes, um, we shopped Napleton, North Lake, Kia, and that sign that they had in the window, please remember, the car you're looking for, the car you're looking at today and one to think about until tomorrow is the same car someone else looked at yesterday and will buy today. That was interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you know, even though it's kind of arrogant in today's market, it's true. And uh, well, it was very just, telling. Yeah, they're uh. being they're being smart, and uh, I think I mean it'll offend some people, but some people say it's true, and it is true. I mean, if you gotta have a car and you find the car you want, uh, either you're prepared to pay the high price or you're not. And if you don't pay the high price, somebody else is going to buy it at that price. Yep. Or maybe more. Any votes? I've got Anne Marie says for a Nissan dealer, I'd give him an A. Wow. And Tom Stokel, I'll give him a B. No addendums and straightforward process. Mark Ryan, a B plus. Wayne, a B plus. Mark Smith, a B plus. And that's all I've got so far here. Uh, for me, um. The eight ninety nine dealer fee kind of is a little little sticking, but hey, you know they they were right up front about it. Yeah, I'm gonna give them the A minus. I'm gonna say if they'd handed her a bottle of water, they'd have got the A plus. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I I wish it was a local dealer. I uh, I will I'll give them an A. Uh, it isn't gonna do. The, uh, you know, I guess we have the majority of our listeners uh, in this market. And it's a shame. It's a long way to drive to Nashville, Tennessee. But if you have a business in Nashville and you want a Nissan, uh, and you got to go up there anyway, and you want to buy, <laughs> I, I'd go to uh, Action Nissan in Nashville. Well, my my sister-in-law just moved up to Tennessee, so yeah. if she were looking for a Nissan, I'd be pointing her that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, that's another thing. I think it's going to uh, change the buying habits of uh, people. Uh, I think we're all kind of waking up now to realize that cars are extremely expensive. I'm not sure what the average price is. Probably it's pushing fifty thousand dollars. You know, I, 
I think back when I was first in the business, and I can remember I was a Pontiac dealer, and I got a Bonneville in uh, one one year. The new model came in, and I looked at the MSRP, and it was over ten thousand dollars. And I said, I said, Pontiac, General Motors, you're out of your mind. Nobody's going to pay over ten thousand dollars for a, for a car. And now we're talking sixty thousand yep. dollars. So, so I think people are waking up to that fact, and. They will travel further. Dealers will deliver cars further. Uh, you might even find that Action Nissan, you might be able to have a car delivered to you by a dealer out of state at a lower price, including the extra transportation cost, than you buy here. I, as a matter of fact, I'll bet you could. I think, you know, this is going to be interesting. Here's what I'm going to do, and remind me because my memory is short. I want to do a mystery shop. I want to first establish. The price of a Honda or a Nissan or a Ford in this crazy South Florida market I refer to as Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, just sinfully high prices. And then we'll go to maybe Tennessee or Georgia and we'll go around online and we'll find out what the car costs out of state. And then we'll check the transportation costs and add that in. And we might even be able to add, advertise for the good guys that are out of state, and you would be able to buy the car, add the extra transportation costs, and still save a couple thousand dollars over a South Florida car dealer. Huh. Great idea. I'm a genius. You um, <clears throat> definitely are. Um, you know, to what you said, um, I'm going to say knowledge is power, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's amazing. Uh, that, um, you, you know, you can do so much research right there in your home and you can come up with, uh, you can, you can come, is this the, re oh, the report you're looking for? Or that? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, but uh, at any rate, uh, the the knowledge uh, that you can accumulate in purchasing a car and combining uh, a trip, um, if the knowledge that you received was uh, really a, a, a cheap, uh, I think you get what I'm saying, you know, the best price. At any rate, uh, there are more and more people that are that are doing just that, combining uh, maybe a, a little trip. Um, I am going to give the, um, Action Nissan an A, and uh, I think it was a great report. I just didn't like it when he said, what do you want to pay a month? Um, I love being asked that question. In the past, I remember I was a real comedian. Hundred dollars. <laughs> Earl, do we have time for one more quick text? Yes, absolutely. Uh, from Henrique, it says, "Hi guys, my son bought his first car at Auto Nations. The tag was provided when he left the place with the actual real metal tag. Why can't all dealers do the same thing?" Well, that's interesting. I, I, I which. Uh, uh, it just says Auto Nations. I, I don't know what dealer it was or where, but yeah, it, it, I, I would I would have to look into that. That's that's unusual. I know in New York it's a law that you do that, but uh, I promise to get you an answer next week on that. If you, Rick remind me, and I'll see how how that is done and why it can't be done more widely. Excellent. Yes, definitely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this Saturday morning. We'll be right back here next Saturday. Have a wonderful weekend and stay safe.